When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Destination Debbie Waiver Wire show for week 14. Man, can't believe we're already here. Last week of the regular season. Sad faces, sad faces. I'm your host, Ike. Follow me on Twitter at just underscore Ico9. And always, please check out Off the Line Fantasy Football with me and Gene. That drops every Thursday on the channel. Now, let's briefly recap week 13, some of the injuries, some of the players we picked up, whether whether they did good or bad. But first, the lengthy injury list, starting with at least the biggest injury for my money, Tank Dell. Tank Dell broke his fibula. <sighs> he was having a great season. And, the you know, the way that he hurt himself was he was just blocking. And, you know, Damian Pierce and, and you know, a lot of the offensive linemen ran to the back of his leg. So it was really, really unfortunate set of circumstances. So get well, get well soon, Tank. You'll be back next year ripping up the league. We'll get to the Texans receiving court a little bit later. And just staying on the topic of wide receivers, just a couple more. Hollywood Brown for the Cardinals aggravated his heel injury um, before leaving um, the, the game against Pittsburgh. Really, really weird game against Pittsburgh. Really weird game script. Um, but he registered no catches, unfortunately. And then Puka Nakua for the Rams against the Browns. He hurt his shoulder. It came out today that he had a, you know, he has an AC joint injury and before they were ruling it as you know, they were calling it a rib injury but it, when you watch the replay of his uh, of when he fell and hurt himself clearly he fell on his shoulder so i don't know why they were calling it a rib injury but in any event he you know sean mcveigh said that he'll play in week 14 so we'll keep an eye on his practice participation throughout the week and in that same game amari cooper left due to a head injury only registered 34 yards on i believe three catches so he is going to enter the concussion protocol. So, you know, there's, you know, over the last several weeks, we've seen people clear the, the protocol. So that just rem- remains to be seen where Amari Cooper is going to stand relative to that. And then Christian Watson on Sunday Night Football hurt his hamstring again. He came into the, to, to the season with hamstring injuries. I think his rookie year, he had hamstring injuries. So he just can't, kind of, can't get right because he's ha- having a great game against the Chiefs. Seven catches for 70 yards and two touchdowns. So he was back. He was balling and he was back, man. So it's it, it's unfortunate. And, you know, we'll we'll talk about that receiving core as well a little bit later on. And Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry left the game on Sunday due to a concussion. Now, the Titans initially said that he was in the concussion protocol. Or there was a report that said he was in concussion protocol. And then the Titans came out and said, no, no, he's not. So we don't know what's going on. So we'll see what happens throughout this week. They don't play until Monday night against the Dolphins. So we have plenty of time to see if he'll, if he is in concussion protocol, to see if he can clear it or whatever's going on with him. Hopefully he gets well soon and, you know, starts scoring points, points for your fantasy teams. DeAndre Swift for the Eagles left due to a chest slash rib injury. He got smoked in the fourth quarter 
and took a really, really hard hit and didn't return. And so I, I think he'll be okay. I, I don't know if he'll, I don't know if this will affect his week 14 availability. So this is just another injury that we'll, we'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see what happens. On Thursday night, we saw Zach Charbonnet leave due to a knee injury. He didn't return, but he was having a pretty good game. Got a lot of touches, got a lot of opportunity against the Cowboys defense. And so um, that's another one to monitor because they are, they are already down. Kenneth Walker and now Zach Charbonnet's down. So the, the last man standing, at least right now, as it, as it stands, is, is DJ Dallas. And then we had Ramondre Stevenson for the Patriots leave after just the second offensive series due to a right ankle injury. He's going to miss some time. That They already confirmed that. So that leaves Ezekiel Elliott to have that backfield all to himself. And then Byron, Brian Robinson left due to a hamstring injury, which saw, you know, which paved the way for Antonio Gibson to get a season high in touches. So, you know, the, the commanders are on a bye week this week. So I, I think he should probably be healthy by the time they suit up in week 15 against the Rams. And then last couple of injuries we have here, Derek Carr, another concussion slash shoulder injury. He's just been taking a beating this year. This is the second time I think he's been to the concussion protocol had shoulder injuries, whatever the case was, carted off halfway through the fourth quarter, and Jameis Winston came in. Didn't do too much, only two, 205 for 41 yards, but the Jameis Winston experience, you know, we'll, we, we, may, we may finally see a full game of it. So that does not sound very optimistic about Derek Carr because this is his second time you know, having this type of combo injury, if you will. And then we saw Kenny Pickett for the Steelers, um, have an ankle injury. He already had surgery today, and so he's going to miss between two, two and four weeks. So long, lengthy injury list. Glad that's over with. Let's briefly, briefly recap some of our week 13 pickups. And then, you know, I just mentioned Derek Carr, only a 10 fantasy points. But Matthew Stafford, that Matthew Stafford finishes the QB6. He was a pickup mo- mainly for week 15, but if you decided to play him against the Browns, Again, QB6, threw three touchdowns, 279 yards. Now he has the tough Ravens defense fresh off of a bye next week. But the following week is the, is the money matchup that we picked them up for. Washington Commanders. And they just, again, they just got torched by two in the Dolphins defense, or two in the Dolphins offense. And then we mentioned Kenny Pickett got hurt. Only seven of 10 for 70 yards. Wasn't very, I mean, effective for the most part. Had three, three rushing attempts, but only three yards. And so, um, you know, Mitchell Trubisky took over for him. So if you're in super flex leagues and desperate, I, I, I would I would say he's worth an ad, but that's just, you know, a, just more more so a, a super flex league only. And then we had Bryce Young, had a good matchup against the Buccaneers, but unfortunately did not deliver, did not come through. Fifth straight game of under 200 yards passing, completed less than 50% of his passes, 15 of 31. It's just not good, man. It's just not good. This is uh, shaping up to be lost season. Nine touchdowns, nine interceptions through 11 games for, for Bryce Young. So not very good. But last week we did say pick up Ezekiel Elliott, you know, because he was getting more opportunities. And now he's going to get, you know, even more opportunities in wake of the Ramondre Stevenson injury. He saw a season high in opportunities and receiving yards versus the Chargers. Fortunately, that Patriots offense still didn't yield any points or put anything on the scoreboard. But if you're seeing that kind of volume, that makes you a borderline must start, regardless of your offensive environment. And then we saw Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver for the Panthers, set a season high in targets with 10. You know, he's, you know, we, we, 
this is something that we kind of anticipated was going to happen. New, you know, new new coaching staff or you know interim coach wants to get your you know get a get a top receiver you know more targets his young receiver more targets second round pick high draft capital six catches sixty nine yards Adam Thielen is you know is 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 winding down had a hot start to the season but now he's looking very very dusty very very dusty so Jonathan Mingo building on building a little bit of a rapport with Bryce Young even though. There's not much to write home with about that Panthers offense. And then lastly, we saw, you know, Cedric Tillman. He had six targets, only turned that into catches for 20 yards. Um, But again, we have to monitor the Mark Cooper injury because that could open up some more opportunities for him and that Browns receiving core. Now on to week 14 ads. The first one is pretty obvious. I mentioned this quarterback before Jameis Winston. They, they, you know the Saints. They, they have a favorable a favorable schedule down the stretch. They already played Detroit. Unfortunately, Derek Carr or James Winston did not take advantage of that. Now, after they played Carolina, they have the Giants, Rams, and the Buccaneers again. So, they have the second best schedule rest of season according to PFF. So let's let's say Jer- Derek Carr misses extended period of time. James Winston can slot right in and 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 have some upside. Have some upside that, that you know that Derek Carr um, does not does not possess right now. And then, you know, we've already, you know, we already mentioned that we that you need to pick up Matthew Stafford. So no no need to no need to reiterate that one. And we'll go back to the well with uh, Garner Minshew. Um, he has the Bengals in week 14, had a pretty good game against the Titans, took him, you know, four and a half quarters to get to 19 fantasy points. But 312 yards and, and two touchdowns. We saw, uh, you know, Alec Pierce catch a deep ball from him, saw Michael Pittman score a touchdown. So look, you know the the Colts have a have a fast paced offense. They run a lot of plays, a lot of pass attempts, and Gardner Minshew has pretty good weapons to throw to. So you could, if you if you need a streaming option, Gardner Minshew is most certainly worth it. And then if you're really really desperate, really really desperate, Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco. I, I know what you're thinking, but if you watch the game, he he looked pretty good. Looked pretty good against the Rams. Looked pretty good against the Rams. 16 fantasy points, over 250 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, again, if you're if you're in super flex leagues, if you just had an injury to, at quarterback, you could do a lot worse than Joe Flacco, man. You could do a lot worse. And they have Jacksonville coming up next. And I'm recording this on a Monday night, and halftime of the the Jacksonville Cincinnati game has has just hit. Jake Browning is only has only one incompletion. He had only one incompletion. I think the last time I checked, he had seven. He was seventeen of eighteen or seventeen of nineteen. So he was dealing <laughs> in the first half. So if, he, if you get Joe Flacco, who's a who's a, a ten plus year veteran, and he gets a throw to his boy Elijah Moore, who we'll talk about here and later. I'm just saying you could do a lot worse. You can do a lot worse. Now, on to running backs. We got DJ Dallas in wake of the Zach Charbonnet injury. And you can also take a, you know, take a look at, at Kenny McIntosh. Kenny McIntosh has not taken a single NFL snap, but he is their sixth-round pick, more of a satellite back. But you know, as it pertains to DJ Dallas, we've seen him over the last couple of years have a couple of games where you know, he took double-digit touches. I think he had like an 18-carry game and a, another 10-carry game, I think, last year sometime. So he can he can fill in for you admirably in a couple of spot starts. 
But I wouldn't go crazy because they're playing the 49ers this week. Very, very tough matchup. And it's, you know, it's again, it's another brutal, brutal schedule for the for the Seahawks as they have. They've had the, you know, the 49ers, Cowboys and 49ers in three consecutive weeks. Um, And then we mentioned Ezekiel Elliott coming off of this best game of the season. And if Ramondre Stevenson is going to miss extended period of time, the New England Patriots running back schedule is seventh best, according to pro football focus. So uh, that's that's another thing to kind of keep in mind when picking up Ezekiel Elliott. I, for, for my money, if you have any kind of fab left and he's available, he still has a wide range of availability you know, across these major you know, these major platforms. I, um, you know, if you have fab left, pick him up. Uh, I would I would use a lot of that fab on Ezekiel Elliott. And then Kenny Gainwell, we mentioned him last week. Even more important this week, he's still less than twenty percent rostered. And this is again after they get after they get past this, the, you know, the, the Cowboys in Week fourteen. The, the the Eagles have a dream, dream playoff schedule versus Seattle, New York Giants, and Arizona in Week 17. So um, if there's any, if DeAndre Swift could miss time, look to him. And then you could potentially look to the giant killer himself, Boston Scott. Boston Scott could be another, uh, you know, another, another pickup um, worth considering, considering how they play the Giants in Week 16. And then Antonio Gibson is 61% rostered on sleeper leagues, but he is still widely available on ESPN. And like I mentioned, saw season high in touches, 14 touches in reliever by Brian Robinson. Now they're on a buy in week 14 and they'll be back in week 15. So maybe you know, Brian Robinson will be healthy by then. If not, Antonio Gibson is going to be a borderline flex starter. And then just, just a reminder that Keaton Mitchell is still 31% roster on ESPN for some weird reason. And coming off of a bye, this is the opportunity that the Ravens have to unleash him. Because we already started seeing playing time shift in his favor, opportunities shift in his favor. Now, I mean, they have to have the bye to kind of figure out how they want to use him. And I think I think I think things are on the on, on the up and up. They're on the up and up. And then you know, we, we we've mentioned Tajay Spears numerous times on the show early part of the season. He should already be rostered. With the you know the news of the Derrick Henry injury, is he in concussion protocol? Is he not in concussion protocol? Whatever the case is, Ty J. Spears should be rostered. Twenty-two touches last week, eighty-eight yards. That's a no-brainer. And then lastly, here's here's another uh, you know a, a more of a deeper league play, Michael Carter. Michael Carter, running back for the Cardinals. We saw Amari Di Mercado, who's been the primary backup most of the season. I know he had some spot starts over the last several weeks, but he has a neck, a neck slash head injury. And Michael Carter was the primary backup in uh, to, to James Conner in that game. And he should potentially get more work as the season, um, you know, winds down. So I think Michael Carter is worth, definitely worth a stash. Definitely need to have some running backs on your bench. Um, handcuffs, if you will, because, you know, if something happens to James Conner, then Michael Carter, we've seen him be a viable starter in fantasy leagues. So this could be another potential situation if something happens to James Conner. Now on to wide receivers. I did mention Elijah Moore at the beginning of the show. He's still under 50% rostered. Still under 50% rostered. Has not had the best season. But the good news is this last game he saw 12 targets. He's shown a good rapport over his career with Joe Flacco dating back to their time in, in New York with the Jets. He had four catches for 83 yards. And over the last two weeks combined, 
has had 21 targets. So I think the arrow is pointing up for Elijah Moore. And we have, you know, three, four, five weeks left in the season. And if Joe Fl- if they're going to stick with Joe Flacco for the rest of the year, I think it's wheels up for Elijah Moore. I think we may be able to see some some wide receiver three, maybe some uh, some wide receiver two weeks, potentially. We heard the we heard the quote from Joe Flacco. I don't know what it is specific, specifically, but I'll paraphrase. I think he said something along the lines of, "If anytime you're out there playing football, you want that feeling again, something along those lines." So basically, he wants to continue playing. He feels like he could be the starter for this team, and Cleveland just they're still somewhat in the playoff race, so they're going to be playing hard over the next five weeks to try to get in. So that's just another thing to keep in mind. There's a lot of motivation there in Cleveland, and they're 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 not they're not completely out of it yet. And so that's just another thing. But Elijah Moore, under the 50% ro- uh, roster threshold, worth an ad this week. And we're going to go back to the well with Jonathan Mingo. He's he's still not – his roster ship is still not where it needs to be. I don't, I don't even think it's anywhere close to 50%. But, again, 10 targets. You, you, you got a guy with 10 targets on the waiver wire, and he's ascending, and he's a rookie, and he's young. Six for 69. I mean, he's still searching for his first touchdown, so – He's seeing, he's seeing some encouraging usage. And as I mentioned, Adam Thielen looks cooked. Adam Thielen looks cooked. So this could be a potential, you know, post, you know, uh, you know, late season rookie surge, if you will, for Jonathan Mingo. And then we saw Noah Brown return from injury this past Sunday, but only saw two targets. Only saw two targets. Didn't catch any of them. I think he dropped one and I think the other one was incomplete. And so... The Tankdale injury does loom large, but it creates a lot of opportunity. And there's not many people on the waiver wire, not many wide receivers on the waiver wire that have registered multiple 150-plus yard games. Noah Brown is worth an add because after they get after they play the Jets in Week 14, two out of the next three weeks, fantasy playoffs, they play the Tennessee Titans secondary that gives up yards to everybody. So this is a this is an offense you definitely want to buy. This is an offense you definitely want to play in the fantasy playoffs if you have anyone available. And just a reminder, hopefully you guys picked up Jalen Hyatt on the sneak because not many people were paying attention over the bye week. Um, it just as a reminder, 109 yards versus New England before the bye, led team in targets, receptions, and yards. And so this is the time of the season. High upside rookies need to be rostered. So hopefully you guys took that advice and picked up Jalen Hyatt last week. Now, lastly, I got tight ends. Not too much here. Just make sure that, you know, you have Isaiah Likely. He's only 35% roster on Yahoo. I mean, we we mentioned it a few weeks over the last several weeks. But yeah, he's only 35% rostered. Mark Andrews is probably not going to be back this year, uh, this, this fantasy season at least. So he's going to be the primary tight end, and he's by and large a one-for-one replacement for Mark Andrews. And then the next guy I want to talk about is Brevin Jordan for the Texans. That Texans passing game, another another guy in the Texans passing game, especially now now that they've they have the the, the Tank Dell injury, they need more guys to step up. And Brevin Jordan looked good, had three catches for sixty-four yards on Sunday against the Broncos. Now, for as long as Dalton Schultz misses time with that hamstring injury, this you know, this recommendation, this ad is contingent upon that. But in any, in any event, Brevin Jordan definitely looked good on Sunday. And then lastly, just another reminder, 
to stash Greg Dolchich. Again, I'm I'm going to reiterate. I still believe. I still believe in him. I still believe in him. The Broncos still believe in him. We're not getting any. They're not getting anything from Adam Troutman. So once Greg Dolchich is back, he should immediately be a factor. They're not getting too much out of that receiving core outside of Cortland Sutton. We saw some, we saw some catches from Jerry Judy this past week, but by and large, he's been a disappointment. So they need something in that passing game um, as a spark. I think Greg Dolchich can provide that once he returns from injury, whenever that may be. Sean Payton did say he'll play sometime this year. Hopefully, it's within the next couple of weeks. Fingers crossed. Now, to recap, Jameis Winston at quarterback, Matthew Stafford, Joe Flacco, and then at running back, DJ Dallas. Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott needs to be rostered. Kenny Gainwell, Antonio Gibson, Michael Carter, and Keaton Mitchell is still 31% rostered. Do what you will with that information. And then wide receivers, Elijah Moore, under 50% rostered. Noah Brown, Jonathan Mingo. And then hopefully you guys picked up Jalen Hyatt. And then tight ends, Isaiah Likely, Brevin Jordan, and Greg Dolchich. All right, guys, week 14. Week 14 is upon us. Fantasy playoffs is around the corner. Hopefully you guys can churn out some W's and and, and lock, lock down those playoff spots. Because it's about to get wild and crazy over the next week, man. But good luck to you guys. That's all I got for y'all. Good luck in week 14. Good luck for the rest of week 13. I will see y'all next week. Peace out. Peace out.